I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm just his co-host, but this is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Episode 52. Yeah, it is. Is it episode? Is it? Oh, sure. I it hope is. it's 52. If it's not 52, we're just going to keep this and adjust accordingly, I suppose. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's 52, but we can get into that later. It's definitely 52. Okay, cool. Well, how was your week, man? Dude, it was good. Got a little bit of golf in. We had uh, Courtney's baby shower. Got a shit ton of gifts. Um, Wait, I thought you had Courtney's baby shower like a month ago. She's special, bro. She gets two. Oh, nice. Is there like a friend's family type situation? Uh, my family's on one side of the state. Her family's on another side of the state. It just, uh, I mean, my, my family and her family both attended both of them. But for the friends and family in town, it's just easier. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are popular people. I understand. It's like you have and, to rent out a freaking, like you have to rent out a wedding venue again to have all your friends and family over, you know? Yeah. I mean, both of them were at venues. We, we both of them oh. were at venues. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. This one was at our local Elks. Obviously, there's Elks nice. in the family, um, two-legged ones, and uh, we were able to get in there. It was a fun time. I did get out to play virtual golf, which okay. I'm so excited for the league. This year, it, it's going to be a blast. Um, we've got six people. I think there's like 25 of us, 28 maybe, in the in the league total, so... You know, us having oh. six total guys. That's good representation. That's very good representation for sure. Had the pinned golf range finder out, just showing people. They uh, were very quick to bring up that it does not work on a virtual screen. I said, obviously, but it did tell you that that screen was 4.6 yards away. So how far away was the bar? Uh, that, I mean, that was down the hall, up the, uh, up the stairs. Oh, around you didn't have a corner. clear line of view. Nope. Definitely not a clear line of view. Um, but dude, I'm excited for the league. A lot of people didn't show up the first week, which I mean, that's not surprising. Um, it happens. People will make it up. But like I'd said, um, they, um, they make it pretty convenient. Like if you can't make it, you just at any time, like if you have a half hour, just show up or, well, if there's a, available bay which as long as it's in the it's not that hard to get one um you just go in log your score and and get out so it's not like cool you know you're penalized or anything like that um yeah so mike missed week one he had you know these realtors they're always so damn busy um well he can go is he gonna go make up his round oh yeah absolutely he'll go make up his round um i i'm actually missing this week and so is my cousin john um, we have a, um, a, a baby class, a virtual baby class we're going to be doing. And John, I forget what John said he had to do, but him and I are going to try to meet up and go together. Um, just so we'll at least get to you know play together. Um, yeah, that's cool that John's doing. John was kind of like a last minute addition, wasn't he? He, when he, so we signed up, he was put on the waiting list. I sent the note over to the guy who runs it, the owner, and see if I had any, um, any pull. And he actually yeah. just said John could get on the waiting list. And I was like, well, John looks like I didn't do you any favors. But then all of a sudden, um, I see him there and I was like, you son of a bitch. He was like, yeah, man. Uh, I, he didn't even tell you he was going to be no, there. No, he for a surprise. <laughs> um that's awesome um but it it was awesome so yeah we've got six of us um and week one week one went well um it was fun because not everyone showed up so they were just like listen go get on any simulator you want and and you can get out and play so i had gotten there a couple minutes after um the other guys did so john was in line and then nate 
um, like looks at him. He's like, John. Oh, we all played together. I we played together at Stanley, and I kind of forgot that at first too. When, um, when uh, John came over and he had mentioned like, oh, and Nate's up there, and I was like, wait a minute. And then, like immediately, it clicked. I was like, "Oh my god, we played that!" Hor- you were. I remember playing that horrible round with Nate. I was like, "I forgot that John was there for that horrible round with Nate, um, where he was sandbagging the shit out of us." But <laughs> it was, oh, dude, it was sick. So it was me, John, uh, Nate, and Art all in one bay. John sick. meets Nate in, in, in line, and then John has also played with Art before, so. Art was like, oh, you Brian's cousin? And John's sitting there. He's like, oh, my God. Like, oh, a celebrity. Brian's not even here yet. I show up, and he's like, we're all going to be on this bay. And I was like, oh, okay. Glad that uh, you he went from waiting list to team captain yeah, real yeah. quick. Huh? Real quick. Real quick. Um, and Nate, I mean, he picked up right where he left off. Average driving distance, 266 and a half yards. That a boy with yeah. his three wood. Yeah. Oh, I, I told him I was going to break it if he did that in my face. I was like, I swear to God, if you insult me in such a manner, again, <laughs> we will have problems. I may yeah. not have said it that way, but that did happen. Um, <laughs> his longest drive was 275. He, he pounded the ball. Um, yeah, he hits the ball a long way. My longest was 250. I'm sure that was like with a 30-yard downhill shot. Um, my driving average was only 222, so... We got, we got work to do there, but um, I shot a 44 over um, did some scramble and I had three scrambles. I only hit three greens in regulation. Um, that's a lie. I hit two greens in regulation because I'm even worse than I thought. Um, did have a Sandy save and uh, only 15 putts. So average one and a half putts um, per hole. I'm cool with a 40. I mean, listen, I, I know that some people are going to go out there and they're going to have higher scores and they're going to get those, uh, those handicaps inflated. So when they play me, they're going to kick my ass, but I'm not going to allow it. No, don't, um, let get, don't let them get to you mentally, you know? No, 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 no. Um, John and Art, uh, they, they played well. They just, they just had a couple mishaps on the simulator, you know, a couple putt putts go awry that you know misread yeah. and stuff like that but nate played well he he, he was uh nine over 45 so he would say that's around his handicap but i'm i'm calling it nate's gonna be at like a plus five by the time this year is over in um in the virtual golf i'm pretty sure nate got his handicap down to like close to like a 10 like 10 11 12 or so because i think i remember i mentioned to you that he got down to a 12 from like what he was like almost at like a 20 and then like six weeks later he was down to like 12 because he was like playing really good golf i think he's like improved a lot this year um yeah no i mean he he swings the ball well it the where he you know the glitches were it was like you know he's 20 yards off the green yeah went a little too far like those are the things he isn't used to the the golf simulator like he these are things that he's gonna pick up and he's really gonna clean up his game um and then yeah. Price's buddy Joe, this guy, I was trying to tell him, I was like, listen, man, don't stay, don't hang out, don't hang out after uh afterwards and play uh the cash shot games and, and those scrambles. He's like, bro, I'm a four handicap. I was like, all right, whoa, oh, oh, I'll back up. All right. Boy, play some golf. Okay. But don't tell me I didn't don't tell me I didn't warn you. Cause yeah, I'm 
I was like a 14. I mean, there might've been a teen after my four, but I thought I had a shot and I was getting hustled by Nana's last year. Straight up, Karen taking my money. The four and the 14. That's like the TPC in the town of Colony. There it is. It's right there. There we go. <laughs> um, no, but uh, Joe hits the ball real well. I think he shot uh, around the same that I did. But when I left, I was like, hey, man, you still got your shirt? And he was like, yeah, I won the first one. They won the second. And I was like, oh, that's the trend. Yeah. That is the hustle. That is the. That's the definition exactly of a hustle so- right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I'm excited. The, the league's going to be fun. Um, I will. Uh, the other. So I. Where am I? What am I even talking about? So I don't know. It's been 52 episodes. Um, and I had mentioned that to my cousin John earlier today. And he was like. 52 that's huge man and i was like it is it is huge don't get me wrong but it isn't our one year anniversary we still if since we put out our first we still we've got some time there were definitely weeks where we we put out two episodes you know we, we right. had a lot to say we we needed we needed to feed what what the people needed oh, we still uh, have a lot to say we're still we, talking look at us sure do i won't shut the fuck up um but i was looking at time hop um today and Oh, okay. I'm excited to hear what you have to say then, because I, you haven't prefaced this at all to me. No, th- this isn't. So actually, I thought three things were interesting. One, not even related. Uh, Eleven years ago, I pounded a Boston logger in my business class. Nice. Um, Eastern okay. to dry campus. So I felt pretty ballsy about that. Um, I did just complete a marketing presentation on. Uh, Sam Adams lager and the way we ended it is cracking the bottles and and drinking them not really thinking that it was frowned upon but got an a minus teacher didn't have any issues with it so I pounded that beer in the back of the class teacher Uh, was probably like you bring one for me or what I brought a sixer uh whatever but um and then uh the next thing um a year ago my beard was out of control um, and somebody oh, yeah. told me. So, I mean, I was posted videos, me putting it home. Kev, your beard's looking a little long too, but yeah. my thing, I, it like, it had waves to it. It, yeah, you go out, mine goes down, you yeah. go out. Um, and I promise, um, I'm, I'm not going to do that again. It's not okay. Um, I have a child on the way and, um, I, I just need to, I just need to look like a better person. Um, like people wouldn't yeah. approach me. I, I I'd log into Zoom meetings at work last year, and they'd be like, "Oh, oh, oh hey!" I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, this is my fucking face." Yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, Judgy McJudgerson. Oh um, yeah, I was getting my beard size out of control as it was, and at that honestly, like that same time frame, um, and I like, it, I got the same reactions. Honestly, it was. I remember my manager used to say, "Kev, you look like you live in Montana." Hey, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Well, Goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the other thing is last year at this time, I just bought the eye line uh, putting mirror. I probably paid like 30, 40 bucks for it. I can't last time you used that thing. Tell me probably like the day I bought it. Like it's (laughs) such a joke. I can't believe I, and this is what the winter does. Like, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm hunkered down. I just need to do shit inside. And yep. There we go. Awesome. Um, so I am going to start using that. I have unfortunately boxed up my birdie ball putting mat. Just don't have room for it right now with the nursery, everything that we've got coming in from the shower that will get put to use. I promise. But I did put on my Christmas list. One of those uh, roll up putting mats. One of one of the good ones that I could just use on the hardwood. 
Um, so oh, I yeah. do plan to get some better putting practice during this off season. Um, but I nice. am embarrassed to say um, that I am, I throw money at the problem and I don't always follow up. I'm going to start getting sick when my time hop shows me about all the golf shoes I bought last year. I was wondering if we were going to get back to the time hop <laughs> that you were talking about before. So I'm really glad you just mentioned that. No, but that's it. That's all that came up on my time hop. Oh, that you got the, the perfect putting mat? The, yeah, uh, the eyeline uh, putting mirror. that uh, I re- And oh. I was like, oh, shit, where is that fucking thing? I have no idea. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up something about the podcast. No, well, uh, there was nothing about the podcast a year ago the podcast was still just i mean the podcast might have been called like beards bogeys and bad putts like it, yeah it, it might have just been like strictly like a late night like drunk conversation through text between you and i like two or three times a week I mean, and now it's it's that but just once a week and it's a little bit earlier in the evening yeah it's a passion still yeah oh it's it's a passion it's a passion project isn't that a term? But Kevin, it is not just a passion. It is a fiery passion. Ooh, burning, burning, fiery passion. Um, cool, man. So you shot 40 on the sim. What course did you guys play? Um, let me tell you. So, oh, so I, before I get there, I know it was a Donald Ross course because I said, Donnie, don't fuck me. And then Nate made it made a little bit of a negative Donald Ross comment. And I said, what? That's bad. what do you say? I don't, I don't really remember. I just, he was like, fuck you, Donald. And I was oh, like, yeah. Listen, I, you know, it, it might be, a, it might, that might've been a president thing. I don't know if it was a, a Donald Ross, the fuck you, Donnie. But I was like, listen, my friend, I fucking love Donald Ross. That guy hates me. And I really hate when I'm playing his courses, but yeah. before I go play his courses, I love it. I have a blast. Oh, I like, um, isn't um, Tacoa is Donald Ross, right? Tacoa Country Club, Westfield, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. Oh, my God. The Westfield, Massachusetts, right? That is a Massachusetts. Oh, my um, goodness. So this is weird. Actually, it just says online, Donald Ross front nine holes. Um, I, I don't know where we were playing. It wasn't Chenacosset. It was not Tacoa Country Club. Interesting. Huh. is it like a highlight of like his nine best holes or something like that uh, dude honestly i'm wondering if the person just got kind of lazy on the website and didn't type in where it is because yeah. donald ross front nine holes um okay in week two we're playing old palm front nine holes week three the old course back nine and week four, these are the weeks where you're determining your uh, handicap. And okay. then week four is TPC Louisiana front nine. So, yeah, I do say that Donald Ross front nine is a little bit lazy. Um, on the I would track. definitely say. I don't think there's a course just called Donald Ross. That's no. interesting. I was wondering if it was like a combination, just like holes from random courses that he's designed it could have been they certainly have courses like that like after we were done which is one of the really cool things about being in the league is they they don't like kick out you know they nobody else is using the simulator that they don't yeah i mean later in the winter last year we probably saw um towards you know january time frame um into february people were booking nine o'clock ten o'clock um tea times but you know, there's still there's college basketball going on, and yeah. if they can sell the tea times, they're going to. At this point, 
it's the demand isn't there. So, you know, right now they, they really don't kick out. So you wrap up your round around nine. Um, John and I didn't leave until about 1030 last week. Um, we stayed after That's we cool. played, we played a full um, nine hole uh, par three showcase, which that was just a par three from all these different, uh, courses yeah that's what i was gonna say actually because pat and i when i went to the simulator two weeks ago we played 18 and we still had like 30 minutes left so we just like pulled up there like we'll just like play as many holes as we can kind of thing and it was like same thing like par three like it was like 16 at sawgrass and like yeah that kind mm-hmm. of shit you know and it, or is it 16 17 whatever it is 17 but you know, dude yeah. if you have um a half hour with two people par three all the way if oh, yeah. you have a half hour by yourself, you could play nine holes by yourself. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm yeah. extremely confident of that. You And it's the little things. So like you hit your driver. I'm not saying you run back to your bag, but you don't have to stand over the ball for 30 seconds while you watch the flight of the ball on the screen and then wait for the stats after. Like, If you're playing by yourself, you could realistically keep your bag like, like you're at the driving range, like right there. And then yeah. just like be standing next to it, wait to see what your number is, grab a club, go. Like you could play eight, 18 potentially in that so, amount of time. So personally, time. when I play alone, and I'll probably do this during the league when, uh, it, you know, it gets more set up. But typically, you know, the four guys will have their bags in a certain area. Mm-hmm. And if I'm on the far left, I'll just take out. And when I play by myself, I always do this. I take out my putter, my driver, my three wood, my hybrid, and I just lean them against the wall. And then I go to yeah. my bag for my irons because um, yep. I don't want to have to keep taking off my head cover, but I don't want to just take off the head cover, leave the club in the bag and then maybe hit the hit that club with an iron or something like that. So yep. I, I typically just try to take them out and set them off to the side. But yes, I completely agree. It, um, getting back to what you said, you can put the bag as close to you as possible if you're not um, playing with anybody and barely have to move. You can play yeah. virtual golf quick. I played... 27 holes uh sorry so i played 18 holes two weeks ago and hit 50 balls i hit like 20 balls before the round played 18 holes and then hit like 30 balls after the round so like and i will definitely say my range round after it was certainly sped up like i i'd hit you know three balls or say two balls in a row pretty pretty fast and then i'd switch a club wait a second and then go that was more for i wanted to just make sure my numbers are tuned in yeah yeah. you weren't like working on something like mechanically in your swing you were just like looking to see how far the ball was no no oh my god it was tough sledding for john um he didn't he didn't play that well last week i want to say he shot i'll give him i'll give him credit where credit's due i knew i know he had two um holes where he had uh tripled so they they stopped him from playing there um but he did shoot a 10 over 46 which isn't isn't terrible it's just not his best um no john's a better golfer than that for for sure like i'm sure he felt like that was terrible um oh absolutely and he just he couldn't figure it out with his swing so after the round we um did the par three and he was struggling there and then we go to the range and at this point, I'm just watching him, like yeah. even recording him selfishly for content that'll be posted at a later date. <laughs> um, he like and every swing, it's just like, damn it. God. And I, I said, I'm like, John, honestly, <sighs> buddy, I love you. But like three hours and 13 minutes after you started is not when you're going to fi- figure out this swing. Like, no, it, you see guys go to the range after they play 18 holes. I'm like, dude, how can you even 
You just played golf for four hours. How if are you there, hitting the range? If there's not a cameraman following you, go to your car. Actually, yeah. I, I mean, maybe if you wanted to stop at the at, at the green, figure some stuff out. If you wanted to hit some balls with your driver, if you felt that you wanted to work on something there. But no, Kev, I agree with you. Like, if you just shot a 90 and you're going to head to the range, I'm going to ask what you, wh- what is your purpose? What are you going to the range to think you're going to improve on? And tell me how you plan on a- achieving that. I'll wait. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and I will, I will also say, I wasn't really thinking about this when I brought this up, but like maybe you're at a private club. You just go to the range, grab some balls. For you to go to a public course, pay to play for golf and then go buy a bucket after right. you've played golf like Another 10 bucks yeah you're like that's not the play dude like maybe tomorrow go buy that bucket because you can probably you know like focus a little bit better on it but i've always thought that was funny guys going after they play your swing is giving you diminishing returns after so many and yeah that may blow people away that i said the word the phrase diminishing returns but it's true um yeah microeconomics if you go there it is took it twice um (laughs) if you go get fitted wherever you go if you were say you get fitted for irons at the end of it you'd say i'm also in the uh, market for a driver they would tell you all right well we have to set that up for another day you just right a hundred shots you're not gonna get we're not gonna get what we want to get out of your driver swing it's not gonna be it right like and that's real. So like, if you just went and shot a 90, what do you think you're going to do with your next 120 balls in that large bucket that you just purchased? People think that they see Bryson and all the pros do it because they can, they don't go to work. They right. go to the range when you're in your nine to 12, uh, you know, morning r- routine, they're hitting 400 balls, putting for an hour, hitting the gym, working on court. Like, it's it's just so funny that people think that all I have to do is what I see on Instagram that pros do and, yeah, right. no problem. Well, I think the biggest difference, too, is those pros, if they're doing something wrong, they know what they're doing and they can correct it themselves. You have no idea what you're really doing wrong. So you're probably just going to go hit 120 balls doing the wrong thing and just grooving the wrong thing into your swing. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. And to to add on to your your point, which is perfectly made, they also have swing coaches, caddies. They have physical trainers. They have nutritionists. They, like it's just right. so funny. Like we talk about, like oh, I didn't feel like I pulled all the way through. They say I feel like I missed that dimple by half a degree. There's, right there is no relation right and they can feel it right like they can open their club face like one or two degrees and just no like you could ask them to do it and they could yeah it's about here and they right. and we it's on a different level than us right and we're so hot or cold it's you don't have to watch you can just listen it's either you hit that well you didn't hit that well a hundred percent where it's like yeah the pros every swing they take you just listen to contact and you're like Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't even need to look at their ball. You, that, you said it perfect. You can listen to it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they got that. Yeah. <sighs> wow, man. Wish I could be on that level. One day. Maybe eventually. One day. One day. You've got yeah. 30 years to work towards the senior tour. I have 20 years to work towards the senior tour, but yeah. Oh, it's at 50? 
50, that yeah. That seems young for, oh, hold on. Don't you think? They're going to adjust that to like, I would say 55 might be good. I, and I, I apologize for my ignorance. I should definitely know when the senior tour starts. Obviously, Phil Mickelson's on it. But I feel like 50 is a little young. And just give me one second on this. Because if you can't hit from the senior tees, until you're like 60, maybe 65, something like that. I think that. it's 60. Okay. Well, then how come you could be on the senior tour at 50? I just feel like you shouldn't make Phil have to go back and forth. You want Phil on the senior tour at 50? He's going to scrape and get all your trophies. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, if you want to play on the senior tour, you no longer have PGA eligibility maybe give major like for like yeah yeah something like that but like because like 50 it opens it up for people that weren't pga tour pros that want to try to make it on the senior tour to come in and do so fair fair and i think that makes it fair because like then like the PGA like so maybe an amateur can come in at 50 yeah let's say a a pro it might be need a little bit need to be a little bit older i'm sure some of these guys in there like like langer and he's just watching phil hit bombs and he's like senior i this guy's a senior like right. these, these guys are i'm sure a little bit pissed like well yeah and like listen i love that phil's doing it because he's allowed to and if i was allowed to and i was phil i would do it like you like he's like not gone to like big pga tournaments because so he's like dude like i'll make more money going to the champion store this weekend and like i respect that like that's what you got to do but i just don't think it should be allowed i think it should be they should be separated and if once you make that jump you can't play in the pga unless it's a major i don't hate that take because most of the people on the senior tour only will play in majors or like events that they've always played in maybe the players as well as- right and also like we should also say i think it's called the champions tour now right it is it is um do you have to be a, a champion to no you don't because you can qualify it's just like a, an amateur an amateur that's the golf term it's not an amateur it's amateur sorry amateur um did like as like an amateur at 50 i think did you see phil put up a tweet last week there was I, there was like an earthquake in a city and yeah. and local news like put out like did anybody hear those noises and phil responds he's like sorry i was testing out a new driver hitting bombs <laughs> phil just chiming into the local news station giving them phil. what they need a little tact sir please people just <laughs> lost their homes dude he's and you're a- out here hanging out with callaway Dude, he's hilarious. He so he, funny. he doesn't give a shit that he's like. Uh, uh, do you mean the last year's U.S. Open champion? Uh, like, it doesn't matter what you have to say to him. It, yeah, dude, I'm I loved. I forget what the tournament. What? I, it doesn't matter. I'm the U.S. Open champion. Uh, PGA champion. PBA PGA champion. Yeah, I I um I don't remember what the tournament was the week after the PGA this year, but I thought that was classic. Cause they were like, he played like shit. He's like, he's like, yeah, like whatever, whatever. He's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like I, I won the PGA. So, Oh, <laughs> and like, he, that's such a Phil, Phil way to play it too. Oh yeah. Well, you know, when you hit bombs and you win, uh, you know, when you, when you win the PGA, it, uh, you know, it could take a little out of you. Um, oh. A lesser man. They may not know about it that haven't held the Claret jug. He's so good. I, I I love Phil. Phil's probably like my favorite golfer of all. Like I love Tiger. Like Tiger's the man. But like I've always just like been a big Phil guy. 
Um, I will say though, like when he's doing like, like the broadcast for the match or like when it's just like a one-on-one with Phil, like he gets like to be a little bit like almost too much, like too much Phil kind. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, dude, just like, can you tone it back? Like I don't five just, to 10%. Yeah. I don't disagree. I love you. I'm wondering if any of it was, it may, might've been boozing. He might've been, but he had those sunglasses on when he was real dark out in the round. Um, Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not even saying specifically like within like the match broadcast. I'm just saying like in general with like he gets he gets like very intense. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's dude. He's hilarious. Like I I'll tell you, I've always loved Phil, but I knew I saw something special. I I think they were last year's Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Um, were they Amstel commercials? He's like sitting in the woods and some guy like comes up to him. He's like, oh, Phil Mickelson you found my ball and like he's over there just drinking in the woods he's like i found a friend we're not friends he's like what you should do is you should go get some amstel light and drink with friends i've got we're not friends dude dude i forgot about those those commercials were awesome i mean better than clydesdales and budweiser's and i love me some anheuser bush so uh product so i don't know man that one with the puppy though well, that's the, that's a game changer. You bring in puppies into the <laughs> <You throw> mix. <laughs> that's everybody's soft spot. Who's what puppy isn't going to pop the charts? Come on. Who doesn't? If you don't love a puppy, fuck you. I don't do business with you. That's all yeah. I have to say. What are you, Mike Vick? Jesus, bro. He's a Hall of Famer. Should no be. way. I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. I think he had the. He should have been. In, I mean, <sighs> we'll just edit this out. Ace. So that's a conversation for another day. So. Before we wrap it up, I have to tell you a story. So a buddy of mine, Anselm, was home from Chicago um, for the weekend. I uh, hadn't seen him since my wedding uh, you know, over three years ago. And yep, sure were. It was a fucking blast. Um, I had a great time. Crushed the dance floor. The video proves it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, he, his family lives in Columbia. I'm in Marlboro. So that's right down the road. And Got a bunch of the guys together, and we're going to hit the bar. We're like, listen, let's go to Blarney's for old times. Come on, guys. Oh, college bar, Blarney's. Well, we were going to meet up at 2 o'clock on a uh, Saturday afternoon. So okay. it wasn't going to be like, Blarney's. we didn't expect anybody to be there. Like, Right, right. Because at that time, like people are still waking up in college. They're eyes are still bloodshot red. They're maybe starting to get breakfast at Bagel 1. Um, they're Ooh. certainly they're drinking their own drinks at this point. Oh, you're yeah. at a college student, you're not drinking on the bar's dime at two o'clock on a Saturday. No, you don't have that Sunday. kind of coin, dude. No, 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 no. Um, so we figured why not be a great, great place. So we walk in and uh we were told uh it's closed um for a private party. Uh it's a baptism going on. I said, Whoa, what? whoa, whoa. what? And uh, I, I see these people all sitting at the booth when I walk in. I was like, yeah, hey, whatever. So we just hard left, go right up to the bar. Zero people in the entire bar area. And the guy's like, oh, are you here for the baptism? I was like, yeah, fuck that. And he's like, oh, no, this is closed for a private party. And I was like, oh, you mean my nephew's baptism? Yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah. Oh, little Joey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is open bar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take six Bud Lights. Um, I left something in my car though. We'll take those first. Um, all right, cool. Here, here's for your troubles. Thanks, guy. Do you have styrofoam cups for those? Thanks. See you. Um, we're out. So they uh obviously kicked us out. Little um 
it was a little it was a little nostalgic i'm not gonna lie going into barney's at first i thought was gonna be nostalgic but getting kicked out was even it, it brought even more nostalgia Wait, I don't know why we're not talking about the fact that somebody was having a baptism party at Blarney. Like I've seen people literally piss on the on the uh, sidewalk right outside of Blarney's and people are having a baptism party there. I'm not afraid to say that I've vomited on the front steps of Blarney's. There's probably plenty of people that have vomited on the floor of Blarney's. It was after drinking a four horsemen, though, on my 21st birthday. What's that? It's a shot of, oh, and I'm going to mess this up. So I'm going to Google it real quick, but it's Google shots. Oh, it's four shots. Is it four liquors in one shot or is it four full shots? It's four full shots in a rocks glass. Um, Whiskey, vodka, gin, and rum or something. Bourbon whiskey, Tennessee whiskey, Scotch whiskey, and Irish whiskey. And you know, they were giving me bottom shelf of plastic bottle shit oh yeah for sure um used in equal parts um and online it says served in a shot glass well the thing about blarney's is they did four shots and served it in a rocks glass um it was with no rocks i'm sure no rocks are you this place having ice (laughs) um no so you're absolutely right the baptism at blarney's was unspeakable i couldn't believe it i mean i they don't even have a bathroom door in their bathroom. Like they, like there's a bathroom door like to the outside, but like then there's just toilets. But they're not surrounded by doors. There's like it. Who's gonna have a it, baptism here? Like like if you have to take a shit, good luck, dude. Yeah, it, I the, too many horrible things. What are these kids doing in a bar? I, I can't get it. I was pretty pissed. So, anyways, we went over to sports bar, uh, and nice. it was awesome. Dude, it was awesome. Saw the owner, Nick, uh, crushed it with Manny, the bartender. They were pumped to have his back. They remembered Jamie. They remembered Anselm. My fake ID sucks, so they don't remember me as well. But we still got a couple rounds. It was awesome. Stayed there for a couple hours. We crushed it. Sick. Um, so I just want to let everybody know, beware. If you want to go back to your hometown or your, your uh, college bar with your um, alums, beware that a baptism could be taking place on a Saturday afternoon. And yeah. okay, and here's the kicker it's two o'clock. We're walking in there, these people are already eating food, and we're like, All right, so when's this over? He said, We're closed uh, for this until five. I was like, There's three more hours of this. Jesus, what food were they? I hope they got it catered. I guarantee where they it's get catered the food from. Guaranteed they catered it. Maybe Willie Brew next door. It, there's oh, no way, love Willie Brew. unless you're getting chicken wings and french fries, something that you're like getting frozen delivered to you to begin with like no way no fucking way and i'm sorry for the profanity of this episode i just feel like i saw and experienced a lot of ridiculousness and i'm yeah, lashing out you, def- you definitely saw some ridiculousness that's why i just i'm i'm gonna lose sleep tonight over the fact that somebody had their baptism party at a college bar it's just like the funny thing about it is that like Somebody's getting baptized. That's a religious person. That's a religious family. A good Christian probably wouldn't spend too much time in Blarney's. The floors are sticky. Yeah. Even during the baptism, I'm sure they, those guys, they might've gotten stuck walking to the bathroom. I kept, that's how I was able to stop so quick when the guy said, Holt, as I, I was like, ah, You're like, let's get a pickup game going in here. Yep. Oh yeah. I can move. Um, yeah. Horrible. But 
it was great. Uh, it was great reminiscing on college times. That's for sure. Sports yeah. are still lit. Is it? Oh yeah. I mean, it was I empty when we were a long time. I, when was the last time you were there when you were in college? Probably. Yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. And I was in college more recently than you were. So I've been there more recently than you. And it's been a long time. That's not somewhere I would care to, I don't know. I wouldn't really care to go to any, go back to any college bar on UConn's campus personally, but. Well, that's okay. Maybe, maybe Huskies off hours. We'll see. We'll talk about it. UConn had a game. Uh, there was a game at Gamble that afternoon. They were like, go, let's go up to UConn. I was like, and what? Them ask where what dorm your son lives in? Like, look at you. I got gray in my beard. Yeah, like I can't be the guy in the bar that we would be like, what the fuck is this guy doing here in the bar in college? You know what I mean? They're like, we really only take investor meetings during the week, um, during off hours. What are you guys here for? Like, uh, what department did you donate to? Yeah. None. <laughs> I'm just a degenerate. But yeah. Anyway, hell of a week, dude. Another one in the books. We'll keep them coming. I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm his co-host. Thank you for joining. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. See ya. Woo! Brian Ackley.